This show is supported by State Farm. You have insurance for your home, your health, and your car. Why don't you have insurance for your small business? So many small business owners think they don't need or don't even know about small business insurance. Protecting a source of revenue is one thing, but so is protecting all of your hard work and your team members. State Farm agents are all small business owners too, so they know how to help small business owners choose personalized policies that fit their budgets. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. If your roof starts to leak or your floor's really squeak, you live in a money pit. Money pit. If your basement needs a pump or your place looks like a dump, you live in a money pit. Money pit. Pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home. I call it 888 Money Pit. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. What are you working on on this beautiful fall day? If it's your house, you're in exactly the right place because we're here too. I know. Don't look around. We're like not standing behind you. But hey, we're here to help you with your home improvement projects, your decor projects. Look, the holidays are like, what, two weeks away now? Gosh, if you are thinking about doing a quick fix up before the guests show up, this is the time to get going. And we're here to help you do just that. The number is 1-888-MONEYPIT. Call that number. We'll chat about your question. We'll give you an answer and help you get going on that next how-to project. Coming up on today's program, vacation season's upon us, and that also means it's the time of year when burglars like to strike. So we've got some tips on how to secure the weakest entry point to your house. You know what that is? It's your garage door. Isn't that crazy? We're going to show you how to tighten it up real quick. I know. It's pretty darn easy to get in there if you're not careful. And also ahead, have you ever had to deal with a drippy and leaky faucet? It's pretty annoying if you have. Well, faucets have really come a long way with better valves and finishes. We're going to share how you can find faucets that really deliver years and years of drip reuse. Plus, it's tailgating season, and if you love gathering around tailgate for a game, we've got some tips on how to stay warm and an important warning about what not to do. Unless, of course, you want to set a group of cars on fire, which is exactly what happened not too long ago in a Giants game. Oh, geez, Louise, that's the craziest story. I mean, really, such a crazy story. But first, we want to hear from you, so give us a call. Let us know what you are working on. As you know, this time of year, I will also answer a turkey cooking question. <laughs> <laughs> I am never afraid to help out with a Thanksgiving turkey. <laughs> it's like your personal butterball hotline. Yeah. It really is. So give us a call. We're here to lend a hand at 888 Pit. And hey, if if you do call, we'll toss your name in the Money Pit Hard Hack because we're giving away a brand new smart home product today. And this one can actually help you avoid major water damage in your home. It's really cool. It's called the Streamlabs Smart Home Water Monitor. Now, what it is is an easy-to-install device that helps you monitor your water usage in real time and get updates to your smartphone. Now, there's no plumbing required. It installs over the top of the pipe. It connects to your Wi-Fi, and then it uses ultrasonic technology to track water use. Why is that important? Because because it's going to alert you in real time of changes in water pressure or use, like what would happen if you got a big leak. Imagine you're on vacation this time of year, and the main water pipe breaks in your house. It would really stink to find out about that, what, like a week later? With this, you'll find out immediately, and you can take action. The product's worth $199. It's going out to one caller drawn at random, so pick up the phone and make that you. The number again is 1-888-MONEYPIT. Joan in South Carolina is on the line with a countertop question. How can we help you today? I've always gotten granite countertops because of the durability factor. And um, this time I was thinking of getting 
uh, marble. I like the looks of white marble with a gray vein going through it. Oh, the Carrera marble that every person loves right now, yeah. right? I was told that it scratches really easily, though. So I was wondering if that's true. And if it is true, can it be sealed like granite can be? Well, Joan, you're right. Carrera marble, I mean... Generally, when you think a kitchen, even a bathroom, granite seems to be the number one choice. It's much more hard, I should say. It's harder than marble. Um, and it's sealed. Marble can also be sealed. But let's talk about the differences here. Carrera marble, first of all, has seen like a huge resurgence. I mean, it's very popular in a lot of spaces. It's gorgeous. You're right. It's white with the gray veining. And you can pick your slabs to have more veining or less veining. So it really can be a very, very beautiful piece. Now, in kitchens, because the marble is softer than granite, even though, yes, it's a hard surface. It has just a more innate softness to it so that it can scratch more easily. But I think more importantly is it can stain more easily. And in a kitchen, you're prone to a lot more things that could potentially stain the marble surface. Olive oil, a lot of people don't think that oils would stain something, but because the marble is softer and therefore more porous, even with the sealer, it can suck in that oil and then leave a stain or a discoloration within the marble itself. Tomato sauce, lemon, lemon will also stain the surface. So I'm not saying don't do it. I'm just saying you have to be very careful with it because I, too, love Carrera Marble in a kitchen. And I'm actually considering it doing it myself. Well, not putting it in myself, but putting it in my own kitchen. But you can seal it. Anytime you go with anything that's a lighter color like the Carrera, it has to be sealed more often. Some places are going to recommend once a year. You would want to have it professionally sealed. And at the same time, if you did encounter any staining or scratching, they can sort of resurface it a little bit to create a fresher look and then seal it again. So it's going to take a a lot more maintenance. And I'm going to tell you, Carrera marble is expensive. I just did a Carrera slab for my fireplace. And it's funny, I thought I bought a Carrera tile and a Carrera slab for the fireplace surround and the fireplace for the hearth. And I thought they charged me for both. And I ended up paying like, you know, 400 bucks for all the tile. And I thought it also included the slab. And I was like, wow, I got such a great deal. And then I got a phone call that said, and here's your bill for the slab. We had to wait until they cut your piece. It's $1,200. And I was like, ugh. So, Joan, I know that you're, you know, thinking don't go with the Carrera, but if it's because of the price and it's because of the maintenance, look at some of the quartz products. There's Zodiac, Cosentino. There's a whole bunch of different brands out there. And I forget which one, but one of them, and if you go to Home Depot, they actually have it, has a quartz product that looks just like Carrera, and it's like half the maintenance. It's actually like zero maintenance. Oh, wow. That's good to know. Well, uh, maybe I'll look into that again. <laughs> I think you talked me back into it again. All right, Joan. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Dan in Missouri, you've got the Money Pit. How can we help you today? Uh, I have a back porch that I turned into a, a salon and for my wife, and um, it was never insulated out there, and I've insulated the walls and ceiling, and uh, I need a way to insulate the floors, and what it is... It's it's about a foot off the ground at the front of it and maybe a foot and a half at the back of it. And there's not really a good way to crawl under there and try to insulate. I was wondering the best way to try to insulate that to keep the pipes from freezing. Yeah, that's going to be difficult because you have no access to that space. I mean, in a perfect world, you'd be able to get under there and push some fiberglass bats underneath the floor, but you can't do that. Now, what kind of flooring is down from the top side? Is there any way you can remove that floor and insulate and then reinstall it? Uh, No, not without great difficulties. It's it's got old 2 by 6 um, flooring with uh, heating on top of that, and then I've got a 
laminate type flooring on top of that. Mm, so the flooring is finished too, correct? Yes, yes. I don't have a good solution for you because you have no access to that space. Very, very little access around the edges. I mean, I yeah. can get to the edges and insulate around the outside, but I wouldn't even know. If you could get creative and get those insulation bats up and, you know, pressed up onto that floor, you know, that's going to help, but it's very difficult. You know, one thing you could also consider doing is spray foam insulation. Uh, a spray foam pro might, might be able to get the tools back down to the nooks and crannies of that floor space to be able to foam it and sort of work their way out. Spray foam, you spray it and it expands. There's a very significant expansion ratio of maybe 100 to 1 or so. So they put a thin coating on the other side of the floor. It will, like, fill up to, like, 8 inches or 10 inches thick. So that's a possibility, but again, it's tricky. And I got I ran plumbing and water, so I need to somehow. Well, if you ran the plumbing and the water, why didn't you insulate the pipes at the same time? Well, I was planning on. I thought there'd be a way to insulate around the outside of it, or insulate. I ran everything through a window through the basement to get out there, so I've got airflow through my basement. So if I could somehow insulate around the edges, I think it would, might keep it enough to... Right. You might you might want to dig out some of that crawl space, you know, create kind of like a Yankee basement there. Not not enough to, to uh, do anything more than crawl in there, but you may need to lower some of it to get access to that space and do all everything that you need to do. That's a problem when you convert spaces like that. You know, they're never they were never in, intended to be uh, to be a living space uh, when they were first constructed. So they're very challenging to work around, just like you're experiencing. Yeah, I'm finding that out. All right, thank you. All right, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. We know you guys are so very, very busy this time of year. That's why we are here to lend a hand and try to make a lot of those things that could seem difficult be a lot easier. So give us a call or post your questions to the Money Pit community page at moneypit.com or call us at 888-MONEY-PIT, presented by Home Advisor, the fast and easy way to find the best home service pros in your area. You can read reviews and book appointments on Online. Still to come, holiday season is peak season for break-ins. Is your garage door your home's weakest link? Find out how to tighten it up after this. Did you know that Americans take 20,000 breaths a day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors? That's right. And according to the EPA, the level of indoor air pollutants can be two to five times higher than outdoor air and occasionally more than 100 times higher. Plus, every spring, we get socked with allergens, too. Well, Air Doctor is an air purifier that filters out dangerous contaminants like pollen, pet dander, dust mites, and mold. Their Ultra HEPA filter has been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested allergens, including bacteria and viruses. That's impressive. Now, Air Doctor also comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. And they're offering a special discount to Money Pit listeners. Just head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT, and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to podcast customers, you'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer in right now by going to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT. That's airdoctorpro.com, promo code MONEYPIT. Money 
The Money Pit is presented by Caseta by Lutron Smart Lighting Control. You can set your lights to come on at dusk so your family always comes back to a well-lit home. Caseta by Lutron. Welcome home to peace of mind. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. We'd love to hear from you about your home improvement questions, your decor dilemmas, what projects you're working on to get ready for the seasons ahead. Call us right now at 1-888-MONEY-PIT, presented by Home Advisor, the fast and easy way to find the right pro for any kind of home project, whether it's a small repair or a major remodel. That's right. Pick up the phone and give us a call because we're going to help you out with whatever it is you are working on. But we're also giving away a brand new smart home product today that could help you avoid major water damage in your home. It's called the Streamlabs Smart Home Water Monitor. Now, it's really easy to install, and it's a device that helps you monitor your water usage in real time. And then you get updates on your smartphone. I mean, we're all looking at the smartphone all the darn time, so it might as well be telling us something useful. There is no plumbing required. It installs over the pipe and connects to your Wi-Fi and uses ultrasonic technology to track your water use. And more importantly, it's going to alert you in real time of changes in water pressure or use. And that's what would happen if there was suddenly a big leak. So it's really, really super helpful. It's a smart way to save water, take control of your water bills, and stop leaks before the big damage sets in. It's worth $199. You can check it out at streamlabswater.com. At Streamlabs Smart Home Water Monitor going out to one listener at random. Is that you? It's only going to be if you pick up the phone and call us with your home improvement or decor question right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT. Carolyn, Rhode Island is on the line and needs some help with the exterior of her home. How can we help you? I have a 115-year-old Queen Anne Victorian. Twelve years ago, I replaced all the columns on the porch, and they're rotting out again. And their finger-jointed columns, and I was told they were installed incorrectly. So I'd like to know the correct way to install them. Why were you told that they were installed incorrectly? Um, I was told that because the top was not sealed with some kind of flashing, that there was snow and rain getting in the top of the column, and it was rotting the column from the inside out. Well, that may or may not be the case. I mean, certainly you need to pay attention to uh, water control when you do a project like that. It's hard for me to imagine. Usually columns sit underneath an overhang, but if there was some aspect of it that was exposed, then maybe that could be the case. Another area to make sure um, you keep it you keep it off the ground is at the bottom of the column. We usually advise columns to put on something called a post dog, which is like a plate that keeps it up uh, a half inch or an inch off of the off of the the floor or the slab, depending on how this is how this is built, so that you have uh, some room for the column to dry out and not collect water. But generally, anytime you have water that collects in an area, you are going to have rot. Now, replacing these columns is not a do-it-yourself project. So you need to proceed very carefully with this because those columns hold a lot of weight, and that weight has to be transferred while the repair is being made. So let me ask you this. I'm thinking now of replacing them with uh, the new fiberglass or composite columns, whatever they're made out of. And I was told by a friend of mine that I should still have some kind of a steel pole inserted in the middle to hold the weight of the porch? Yeah, it depends on the column. There, there are those types of composite columns where there's essentially a metal 
a column, like a lolly column that does all the work, the structural work, and then the decorative column kind of snaps around that. Oh, I didn't realize that. Because the composite itself may not be load-bearing. In fact, it would be unlikely for it to hold, to handle almost any weight whatsoever. Thank you for the information. It's for confirming what my friend told me. He's not a carpenter, so I was questioning him. You tell him he's very smart. <laughs> Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, we're coming up on vacation season, which means we're also coming up on peak break-in season. Now, the FBI says that there are more than 400,000 burglaries in November and December alone, so it's a great time to improve home security, and one place to pay attention is your garage door. Yeah, and garages can be surprisingly easy to break into, but there are a few things you can do to protect yourself. First off, if you're leaving for an extended period of time, unplug the door opener. And nowadays, since many openers have battery backups, you need to remove the battery as well. Yeah, and that I think is something a lot of people forget about doing. Next up, you want to install a manual sliding bolt-style lock on the inside of your garage door that can only be opened from the inside. You have to just remember to enter through your front door when you return. Also, if your garage door has windows, cover them up and that'll keep any prying eyes away. And listen, if you've got a door that leads from the garage to the house, make sure that door is as secure as any other entry door with both a keyed and a deadbolt lock. So many times we see those doors just have the handle lock and not the deadbolt, and that makes them really easy to break into once a burglar slides through that big old garage door that we just talked about. Hey, if you want some more holiday home security tips, they're online right now at moneypit.com. Jim in Washington is on the line and is having a door issue. What's going on at your money pit? Well, I have actually two doors with a similar problem. Gradually, it's grown worse over uh, the last several years. Uh, The door does not fit tightly up against the weather stripping. And I've finally resulted to putting in small wedges. uh, And this is a front door and a door to the garage to keep it pressed up against there. I have replaced with new weather stripping twice, but it still doesn't uh, fit up there tight. What can I do to correct that outside of replacing the door? So if you close the door and you push it tighter closed, does that make the seal? Yes, and that's why I've resorted to... So then why didn't you just replace... Why didn't you just adjust the lock? I don't know how to do that. I didn't know okay. you can do that. So basically what you need to do is is where the lock strike is, okay, that's the metal plate in the jam. Yep. You need to move that closer to the weather stripping so that the door has to actually shut more before it latches. Because you need that weather stripping to compress a little bit before it latches. Now, does this have a deadbolt on it? Uh, yes, it does. Well, you could probably just do it with a deadbolt. Sometimes the deadbolt, you just push in the door a little bit, put some pressure on it, then turn the bolt. So you kind of create that seal. That would make a lot more sense than trying to wedge it against that because that's exactly what the lock does. It, it holds it, tells the door tightly closed. So I would adjust the lock and forget about the weather stripping for the moment. Are these wood jams with, with um, the weather stripping sort of inserted into a groove? Yes. Yes, they are. So those, those pieces of trim with the weather stripping um, uh, inserted into it, those usually will come off the door. So another thing to do here is you could take that weather stripping, those pieces off, and actually move that. It's essentially a piece of trim. Move that closer to the door and reattach it as well. So either way, you need to basically get the door closer to the weather stripping. The easiest way to do it is just to adjust the lock, though. So you're adjusting the, the striker, not not the, the lock set. You're adjusting the strike, that metal plate that's in the door jam. Okay. And 
because naturally that's screwed into there. Uh, do I just fill the old screw hole with... No, what, what you do here is you unscrew it, you pull it out, right? And then you move the plate closer by a quarter inch or whatever gap you have to close, okay? You probably have to notch out the door jam to fit the new one. Then look at how the holes line up. You may be moved over far enough where you actually will have a shot at making a brand new hole and you can ignore the old one. If you can't, what you want to do is take um, a small piece of wood. I usually use, use pieces of cedar shingles. I put a little glue on them. I shove them in the old screw hole, break them off flush to kind of create a wood plug, and then you can drive a new screw next to it. Fantastic. All right. Uh, I think I will try that first, and if that doesn't work, then I'll try moving the trim. Okay. Good luck, Jim. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Hey, you know, faucets have really come a long way. They've got better valves and really beautiful finishes. Richard Trithui, our favorite plumber from this old house, is joining us next with tips on how to find faucets that can deliver years and years of drip-free use. And this old house on the Money Pit is presented by ADT. Introducing ADT Go, the new family mobile safety app and service. Get ADT Go with 24-7 emergency response with any ADT security system. Go to ADT.com to learn more today. With 36-month monitoring contract, early termination and installation fees apply. Certain markets excluded. Licenses available at ADT.com. This show is supported by State Farm. Insurance is a part of any solid financial plan. Making sure you have the important things in life covered is one of the best ways to give yourself a little breathing room when things go awry. It's important to protect not only your business, but yourself as a business owner and all current and future team members. State Farm agents know what it takes to run and protect a small business because State Farm agents are all small business owners and they live and work in your community. So they're deeply attuned to what's happening with other small businesses in your market. If you have a small business and are interested in making sure you're protected, reach out to your local State Farm agent to learn more about what you need. They'll help you find the right policy at the right price for your business. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. The Money Pit is presented by HomeAdvisor.com. Whether it's minor repairs or major remodels, leave it to HomeAdvisor to do the work. Check out HomeAdvisor.com. Making good homes better. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And we'd love to hear what you're working on in your Money Pit. You know, listen, to us, a Money Pit, well, it's a term of love. It's a term of endearment. We all have a home that we got to pump some money into now and again. We're here to make sure you're doing it right. Doing it once so you won't have to do it again. So pick up the phone and give us a call. Join the conversation. The number is one eight 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 Money Pit, and it's presented by Home Advisor. Do you need some flooring in your kitchen? Maybe your bath. Maybe you need a new roof. Are you thinking about popping on a deck this fall so it's good to go next spring? Home Advisor can instantly match you with the right pro for the job for free. Well, if your old faucets are hard to operate, emit strange sounds, or are constantly dripping, it might be time to think about replacing them. And the good news is that faucets have come a long way with better valves and finishes that can deliver years of flawless faucet performance. Here to walk us through the process of picking the perfect new faucet is Richard Trithui, the plumbing and heating expert for TV's This Old House. Hi, Richard. Hello, guys. Now, many of these faucet woes can be repaired, but sometimes, especially with the better 
technology of faucets today? Does it make sense just to replace it? Well, I think we're reaching a point that it's become a replace versus repair market for faucets. I mean, yeah, and so many you things, know, I mean, right? Just in the years I've been in the plumbing industry, we used to keep an inventory of every kind of repair part ever. Right. And nowadays, I think the cost of labor is so high for the plumber and that people just say, just change the faucet out. So we're seeing people change faucet with much more regularity. But you'd know you want to replace it if, you know, the finish is completely pitted and looks really uh, dirty, or if they're dripping even after you do repair it. It means you just there's nothing more you can do to it. And then some people change them for style. You right. know, that, uh, you know, I'm in a place right now that uh, my kitchen, I think it's a little dated. It might be time for me <laughs> to actually get a new faucet. So. Now, I, I think choosing the style, as difficult as that could be sometimes, yeah. Yeah. is kind of the easy part in the entire process. Yeah. Because when you dive a little deeper, what they're made of, you know, right. there's so many different components. Yeah. How do you know what's right for you? They all look shiny on the outside, yeah, but right? it's a question of what they're made of. And so I'm a believer and feel very strongly about a good brass faucet. It is still time-proven to be the best material for being able to work and turn on and off and last for a good period of time. So they have solid brass bodies available. The downside of that is that they're the most expensive. Mm-hmm. And then you're seeing more plastic. It's ironic. The plastic stuff is getting better than I ever dreamt. I mean, uh, as far as being non-corrosive and some of the finishes. So I would take brass would be my first choice. Ironically, plastic would be my second. And I think huh. zinc alloy would be my third. And that so. plastic is a great entry-level faucet if you yeah. don't want to spend a yeah. whole lot of money. The other thing is it's amazing what the technology behind plastics nowadays. Yeah. It's not just plastic goo that's going to fail. There's some real engineering in it. So. Yep. Now, finish is another consideration that yeah. really determines uh, how long you're going to put up with that faucet. Like that's you right. said, if it's all yeah. faded and pitted. Yeah. Um, but there have been some advances in the plating that's oh, used yeah. on finishes today where you can get smudge-free finishes and and some finishes, I've seen finishes that you can literally rub with uh, with steel wool and it doesn't dull. That's right. You know, when we first did anything but chrome, say you did the polished brass, within within a year or two, the lamination which was covering the brass was gone and it was pitted. It looked like it had the measles, these things. <laughs> Nowadays, these finishes are unbelievable. It's that same finish that is used on some of the higher-end door hardware that's available, you know, where you've got some of these doorknobs and door accessories that the finish is beautiful and it lasts forever. And so... The choices are really dramatic. Once you go to those finishes, now it becomes a decorative part of the kitchen. You can sort of think about how to how to use this as part of the decoration plan. But the finishes that always catch my eye is just pewter and nickel. You know, that nickel. I like the nickel finish. It's not quite a chrome, It's but it's got a little... It's got an interesting yeah, color to yeah, it. Yeah, it really yeah. does. And it, in the first days when we used to offer it to people, we were always worried we wouldn't be able to get the soap dishes and all the other accessories or, you know, all the other things. But nowadays you really can. You know, these finishes have become very real and very available. Mm-hmm. And I think that the finishes that are available today, whether you go with a satin nickel or something that's more of a polished finish on that same color... You're still seeing that same durability, that same yeah. resistance to smudging, the yeah. toothpaste stains, That's all of that. That's the big difference. It used to be that if you were brave enough to go to a Sad gold or nickel. polished brass or palace nickel, you had to suffer the fact that within a fixed and finite amount of time, three to five years, you were going to be mad at it and you had to change it again. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Yeah, you'd be tired of That's maintaining right. yeah. it. Yeah. Now, I think when we think about advancements in faucets, you know, a part of that brings us to what universal design is yep. or accessibility. And it's interesting to see that something as common in a commercial space, hands-free faucets, are really entering the home yeah, marketplace. Absolutely. This technology was just, it was a dream at one point. You know, this it was like magic. Kind of like work. the Jetsons. And, right. And so, what, and this was an interesting innovation where it started in the commercial market, but now it's coming back to the residential, as you said. So, we see it all the time now. There's, a, there's one that we just showed on the show that 
just a single touch to it. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you can touch and, and bring it on and off. So all these sort of cool sort of Jetsons type stuff at one time is now very, very doable. And I think from a hygiene standpoint, you know, not having everybody touch these handles. So you can say, oh, we just washed them. No, you didn't. <laughs> well, and yeah, I with, think in a kitchen, yeah. you know, how many times are you handling raw meat or yeah. poultry or yeah. something? And then you've got to then turn on the That's water right. Right. to wash your hands. Yeah. Now you've contaminated, you know, the hot yeah. and the cold, the yeah. soap dispenser, everything. So when you're seeing more of these hands-free technology in the water dispensing yeah. and in the soap dispensing, you know, from a German ickiness standpoint, <laughs> you know, it, it really is nice to know yeah. that that's out there. You know, I think I'm still most partial to a single lever handle in a kitchen. You know, you can use it like a gear shift on your car where you shift from hot to cold and on and off. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, is the most functional. I think hands-free would be my second choice. And the least favorite for me is these two separate handles, hot and cold, and you, to your point, having your hands all gunked up trying to adjust them. So, uh, But there's some choices. It's pretty fun. We're talking to Richard Tathui. He is the plumbing and heating expert on TV's This Old House. Uh, Richard, final question. There seems to be another benefit of replacing faucets today, and that is the valve technology. I mean, ceramic disc valves mm. have really become uh, sort of uh, part of the mainstay now in terms of how these are made. And what I love about ceramic disc is that the longer you use them, yeah. the tighter they get. That's right. And so for people that don't know, it's instead of having a rubber washer, which was a big part of our family business, going out and replacing the washers on faucets, and they would last a fixed period of time because you were turning that handle and just wearing out the rubber. Mm-hmm. With this, these two finely milled ceramic discs are together. And they're so beautifully milled that no water can pass between them. And so to your point, Tom, the more you use it, the more it hones the stone, so to speak, and it just runs and runs and runs. It's a revolution, really, I think, in faucet technology. That's a great point. Yeah. Richard Tathui, the plumbing and heating expert on TV's This Old House. Thanks so much for stopping by the Money Pit and filling us in on the facts on faucets. Good to be here. All right. You can catch the current season of This Old House and Ask This Old House on PBS. For local listings and step-by-step videos of many comments, and home improvement projects, visit thisoldhouse.com. And This Old House and Ask This Old House are brought to you on PBS by The Home Depot. Up next, for many of us, it is the most wonderful time of the year, football season. But before you head out to cheer on your favorite, it is for me, before you head out to cheer on uh, your favorite team this winter, you want to make sure your tailgate is poised for victory. So we'll have tips for a winning tailgate coming up, along with some safety warnings about how not to burn the entire parking lot up with your hot charcoals when you're done. I'm sure it was a good party, and it probably makes for a good story. You live in a body pit. Everyone should know that drinking water is important to staying hydrated and healthy. Having safe, clean water is the last thing you want to worry about, but unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants right in its tap water. That's why we are thrilled to be working with AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and is specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. And they have water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. They even have a Wi-Fi-connected purifier and mineral boost options. And its proprietary purification technology is independently tested by IATMO to NSF and ANSI standards to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, 
fluoride, arsenic, PFAs known as forever chemicals, nitrate, and many more. I can truly taste the difference when I compare it with my old water filter. AquaTrue saves you money also. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you'll save the environment from tons of plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. And today, Money Pit listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter code MONEYPIT at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use promo code M-O-N-E-Y-P-I-T. Money Pit. The Money Pit is presented by HomeAdvisor.com. Whether it's minor repairs or major remodels, leave it to HomeAdvisor to do the work. Check out HomeAdvisor.com. Making good homes better, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call at 888-MONEY-PIT, presented by HomeAdvisor. You can find out what it costs to do your home project before you hire the pro and instantly book one of HomeAdvisor's top-rated pros for free. So, Leslie, you know I've got uh, some kids in college right now, and um, I've learned something about the housing market that surrounds college campuses, and I thought it might be a good time to uh, offer a few warnings for college parents about off-campus rentals, because about this time of year, what happens is the kids are already looking for the house or the apartment or the condo for the next school year. They start really, really early. And the problem is that there are a ton of companies out there that prey on the desperation that these kids have to make a really rash decision. And the kids are not savvy enough because, yeah, they're technically adults, right? But they're not, and they're legally old enough to sign a lease, but they aren't legally old enough to understand that lease. And you see a lot of crazy things. For example, a lot of these companies have fine structures that charge kids for what they call normal wear and tear. And that might be changing a light bulb. I've seen fees of really? $10, 20 for changing a light bulb. Um, I saw a punch list on a move out once where a, a real estate company actually charged the kids that were in this place for debris that was left behind. Let me define debris. One bounce dryer sheet tucked between the dryer and the washer and the dryer on the floor. Get they out of took, town. They what took about the time, all the socks that are in there? Listen to me. They took the time to photograph the bounce dryer sheet, put it in a report, assign a value to it, and send it to the parents to get paid. It was but crazy. What's the value? I think it was an $8 charge for Get removing out. the bounce. I swear. You know I what? Swear. That must have been an unused dryer sheet. I'm right. just saying. But this is the best. And I just saw this yesterday, which made me think about it. The lease, right? These leases are horrible. Like you would never as a landlord use a lease like this. They're just so horrendous for the kids, but they have all kinds of charges. And one that I saw was the routine maintenance fee on top of the rent. They threw a thousand bucks on for routine maintenance. When I asked the realtor what that was all about, she said, well, you know, when you move out, they have to repaint the place. I'm like, you own the house. You're supposed to do that as a landlord, repaint when you move. That's not routine maintenance. That's just a hidden fee for additional profit. And, you know, the other thing is I was writing this real estate and she didn't know who I was or what I did. And I had said I have some questions about the lease. So she referred me to the lease video on their website. I thought, oh, this is interesting. Let me take a look. I kid you not. They had a guy in a chair reading a 20-page lease 
word for word. That was Seriously? the least video, word for word. I said to my son, if you ever have trouble sleeping, here's the video to watch. <laughs> So, I mean, these guys are crazy. And, and what happens is with these bigger uh, leasing companies and all these fees is I think they try to keep it right below the pain threshold for parents, right? So think about you're a, you're a parent, you're paying these fees and these rent, rent fees every month. And now, you know, it's a 10 fee for $10 fee for this, $20 fee for that. But these companies are doing it uh, times tens of thousands of units across the country because some of them are big companies. That's a major profit center for them. And it's all based on these little tiny rules and regulations that they set up so that they can make more money. So you got to be careful with your kids. Try to let them know this is going to happen and to not be pressured um, by the need to make a rash decision. There's usually plenty of housing. If you don't get the first house, you'll get the next and so on because you got to really watch what they're signing. Uh, it's crazy what they try to get out of these kids. And the colleges do nothing about it because they're all off campus. It's crazy. Well, good luck out there, kids. Hey, if you enjoy tailgating, now is the time of year when those gatherings get pretty darn cold, which is why a little tailgate barbecue grilling can help warm the soul. But if you do decide to cook at the tailgate, you need to make sure that the fire is out before you go in and enjoy the game. Yeah, and this little-known fact escaped some giant fans recently when they left hot coals in the parking lot, setting seven cars on fire. Seven cars. You know, they were cooking with charcoal, and of course, it's not the best choice for a tailgate because it takes hours for those coals to go out. Now, some stadiums offer these special disposal areas, probably like metal trash cans, but really, think about this. With all those people around, and all the drinking, and the ball playing, and the cornhole toss games, do you really want to be walking hot coals through the parking lot? I mean, hey, what could possibly go wrong, right? (laughs) A lot. (laughs) I mean, it's really crazy. You're so much better off with a small propane grill that you you can turn on and turn off when it's time for the game and know it's off. And today's common sense tip brought to you by 888 Money Pit. Call us right now with your home improvement question. We're ready to lend a hand. Still ahead, everybody loves those good old details in kitchens like cast iron sinks. They certainly last for ages and ages, but they do need a little upkeep. If yours is looking a little worse for the wear, can you bring it back to new? We're going to jump into the Money Pit community and answer that question next. The Money Pit is presented by Train. Inside the Train Testing Facility, they test their heating and cooling products in the harshest conditions found in nature, all to ensure their products can run through anything. That's why it's hard to stop a train. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Now, you can pick up the phone and call us at 888-MONEY-PIT, or you can go online, post your questions to the Money Pit's community page, or perhaps our Facebook page, or our Pinterest page, and ask your question that way, which is what Grant did, who is looking to do a low-cost kitchen makeover, it sounds like. What is Grant asking us, Les? All right. Grant says, my kitchen countertop is tile and my old cast iron sink has begun to rust. Can the sink be replaced without removing the tile around it? Or is there some product that I can use to sand down the sink and recode it in place? 
Yeah, I mean, Grant, you should be able to get that sink out without taking the countertop apart, or at least too much apart. You want to use a tile saw to kind of grind or saw the grout out around that sink to create a little bit of a gap between the sink and the tile. Of course, you need to remove the plumbing and then work that sink loose. You'll be surprised that with a cast iron sink, they're so heavy, there's really not much that holds them in place except the grout around them and and the plumbing below. Now, you asked about whether or not you can redo that sink and maybe like leave it in place and just kind of resurface it. The answer is no, it's not really an option. I mean, cast iron sink finishes are baked on by the manufacturer and there is absolutely no over-the-counter product that even comes close to replicating that level of durability. So I would focus on getting it out and then just replacing it that way. It's a great project. It's going to take you pretty much, I would guess, the whole weekend. But listen, if you break any of those tiles, set them aside. You can probably put them, if they come loose, you say set them aside you can probably re-glue them back in place. And if you do break any, a little trick of the trade, find a complementary tile color to surround that just the sink with, and this way you'll have extra pieces. All right, next up we have a post here from Jesse. Now, Jesse writes, The vinyl flooring in my kitchen has yellow stains around the perimeter and near the floor vents. I suspect that the stains are from glue used to install it. I'll be installing new laminate flooring soon. How do I make sure this doesn't happen again? You're right on it with that. That's a chemical reaction between the glue and the floor. But the new floor you put on top of that, it won't happen because you were talking about laminate. Laminate's a floating floor, so it's going to sit on top of that old floor, or you could remove it down to the substrate. Either way, um, you're not going to have that glue stain come back again. Now, just be careful when you put the laminate down. It's going to be about a quarter to three-eighths of an inch thick. You don't want to go too high and block in your dishwasher because then you can't get it out if it ultimately breaks down, which it's going to happen, and you need to tear it out. If the if the flooring is higher than the legs of the dishwasher, you'll end up having to k- take your countertop off to get the dishwasher out. Don't ask me how I know. It wasn't my house. <laughs> it was my it was another. It was a family member's, but I had to take the whole top out to get the dishwasher out once because the, the installer had blocked it in with tile. It's what a amazing job. when a simple project becomes an entire day and frustrations flare. Can you help me change my dishwasher, dishwasher, Tom? Story. Oh, sure. I'm thinking take a couple hours. No, no. It was like all freaking day. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. All right, next up, we've got a post here from Bosley who writes, Dear my angels. No, no, I'm kidding. (laughs) Bosley writes, My mounted bathroom mirror is wedged in and glued to the wall. It extends more than eight feet across and three and a half feet from top to bottom. I want to remove the mirror and replace it with framed mirrors, but I have no idea how to get it off the wall. What's the best way to do it? Very carefully. Yeah, exactly. You don't want all that bad luck when you break the mirror, right? Now, listen, there's a little trick of the trade of this. There's really two methods. First of all, you could just cut the dry drywall out, and that might be the safest thing to do. But you're, of course, going to have to replace the drywall. But the other way you can do this is you can run a wire saw behind the mirror and kind of slice through the glue, and then the mirror will come off. Even if you did that, though, you're going to probably damage the drywall so much that I would go back to option A and just cut it out and <laughs> put a new piece of drywall in place and call it a day. It's a lot of work. It's it more work, work. Than, than you think. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. Hey, thanks so much for hanging out with us for today's show. If you've got questions, couldn't get through, hey, we get it. You can always reach us 24-7 at 888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Or post your questions to the Money Pit's community page. We'd love to lend a hand. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. You live in a Money Pit. Thanks to State Farm for supporting this show and helping our listeners protect their businesses and lives. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today.